Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Here we are uh, on Friday, uh, End Times Friday. Uh, it's been exciting. I, I've gotten a lot of, actually a lot of emails of people saying we're really <laughs> excited about the series, uh, that they want to continue to stay with it and understand things because the world, they said, There's is- so much to learn, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's getting really tricky, mm -hmm. uh, the world that we're facing uh, with, uh, you know, what's happening with COVID and the vaccine mandate, the economy, uh, inflation, uh, the world. Uh, right now, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East, you know, through uh, Israel uh, with the new prime minister that's now into his, I think he's into his third month. Uh, mm. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges to, you know, is he going to support uh, uh, what's called a two-state solution, mm -hmm. which as we've described it, uh, is about having both the Jews and the Palestinians occupy the land together in different sections um, right. and operate a, you know, still have it be Israel, but basically two states within Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, now, by the way, and this is just a by the way, <clears throat> um, Iraq is one nation, mm -hmm. but they are organized with three different states. Oh, I didn't realize that. The Sunnis. Oh, I didn't know those were states. Okay, Shi I do the, know this. <laughs> the Shiites and the Kurds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's really kind of funny, you know, in uh, just a strange type of thing, is that they're all Muslim. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They literally, over decades and even into centuries, hate each other. Mm-hmm. Because their viewpoint of, of, you know, and Muslim, remember, is a religion. Right. And it's all out of Muhammad and the Quran and the purest, uh, by the way, which is what the Shiites say they are. <clears throat> it says right in the Quran, if you're, if you're not a believer in the Allah and the Muslim, you know, precepts, mm -hmm. uh, you're an infidel. If you're an infidel, we're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's justifiable. By the way, it even says you can lie and cheat to do it. It's kind of interesting. Mm. So are the Shiites the most extreme? They're the most extreme. Of the three, okay. And interesting enough, you know, and again, this is really, as we look at this whole thing, um, they actually, in a sense, are the true followers of the Muslim religion as presented by Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And they literally take the Quran completely to everything completely it says, at its word correct including if you're an infidel we're going to kill you mm -hmm. um which is why they're against israel uh and right. they're against the the west they're against people that 
uh, you know, portray something different. Uh, well, uh, the Shiites of those three would be the most moderate. Uh, so they would be Saudi Arabia and Jordan and Egypt. And they basically said is, yeah, we're, you know, we believe in Muslim precepts, but not to that extreme. Oh, you mean the Sunni? Sunni. The, I'm talking about the Sunnis. Yes. Yeah, the Sunnis. Okay. Yeah, yes. sorry. I okay. said Shia. I said I meant the Sunnis. Uh, the Sunnis uh, are the more moderate, and they said we'd like to cooperate with the West. We'd like to do business with the West. We're we're we can coexist with them. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna we're not coming after them to kill them, and they're not coming after us to kill them kill us. So why don't we just get along? And uh, as long as you don't force us to follow you. Right. We can cooperate with you. Uh, and then the Kurds are kind of just uh, uh, ones that are less so, and they're, they're very, very, very small. They're kind of self-contained, and they just basically, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want anybody to come and deal with me. I just want to be alone. Leave, leave me alone. Leave Let me, me alone. do my thing. Okay, so <laughs> uh, Iraq has a three-state solution. Regions okay. where the, the Shiites pretty much live, the Sunnis live, and the Kurds live, and they don't live in the same place, generally speaking. Uh, now, because of it, they're at war with each other, and mm. they, don't, they don't ever consider Iraq as, let's, let's do things for the benefit of Iraq. If, if, if we're going to disagree with you, we're going to come against you, and we're going to be in opposition to you out of our state. So that when, oh, interesting. when um, we have an example of what it would look like if we had a two-state solution, and by the way, that's why Netanyahu and Israel never gave in to that. Because mm. they said, well, no. If we do, we're just going to actually, interesting enough, increase the ability and power to go to war, and we're going to wind up fighting each other. Hmm. And we don't want that. We already got problems with Iraq, Iran, and all those around us. We don't want to bring them into our own uh, community. And by the way, God gave us, through the Six-Day War, right. the land. Uh, well, uh, the U.S. Uh, right now is supporting a two-state solution. So the question that's, that's going on is, is Bennett, the prime minister of Israel, going to side with America and say, let's, let's develop a two-state solution, or are they going to say, no, we're not willing to do that, as Netanyahu did you know, for about uh, almost 16 years, uh, and they never did. Uh, and mm. he did it really cleverly, by the way. He just said, okay, I'd, I'd agree to talk to them if they agree to never attack us and put their arms down and eliminate all the terrorist attack and bombing and, and all those missiles got to be destroyed. And of course, Hamas and Hezbollah, no, we can't do that. He said, okay, well, then I'm not talking to you. <laughs> That's pretty, right. pretty clever, really, how he did it. Uh, but now we're under a new regime, and the America is supporting a two-state solution. So, In the past, has America supported the two-state solution as well? Or is that uh, newer? No, it's, uh, it's fluctuated mm-hmm. uh, with um, the, uh, what's called the administration in power. Right. Uh, so um, uh, George Bush and, and uh, his father... They didn't fully support a two-state solution. They also didn't say it should be exclusively uh, Israel uh, okay. along the Jews. Obama supported a, a two-state solution. Uh, Trump did not. Uh, right. Although, and this is interesting, um, 
he has a son-in-law called Jared Kushner. Right. Uh, he became his trusted right-hand person in the administration. Mm-hmm. While Trump was promoting no two-state solution, <laughs> his son, son-in-law, Jared, was negotiating a two-state solution. A two-state solution, right. So, yeah, <laughs> he was kind of saying no, but he really was. Um, right. And, of course, it never went anywhere because Netanyahu Very was, interesting. Was, was so clever. Uh, and, and mm -hmm. y you know, we know that Trump was, he was very pro-Israel, that's for sure. I mean, he, he mm -hmm. gave him arms and gave him uh, money and, um, and, um, and, uh, and agreed not to. He, he's the one, by the way, that said, I'm revoking the uh, nuclear treaty with Iran. Right. And, and people said, wait, you can't do that. We already signed it. He said, I, they, I, we signed it, but they have to conform to their conditions. And they're not. They're building, nuclear, they they're building nuclear weapons. So I'm, I'm withdrawing it. I'm not supporting mm -hmm. it. Well, the new, new administration just went back and re-signed it uh, mm -hmm. and said, no, we support it. So it's, it's all interesting stuff. Of, uh, and again, um, uh, to me, see, I don't, I don't get uh, really engrossed in the politics of it all. It's more spiritually, you know, what does it all mean? Well, right. chaos. And how is it moving forward? Chaos, and... division. Uh, mm -hmm. I do know one thing is that Israel uh, isn't going to wind up giving up the land. And God's going to, I believe God's going to fulfill that. However, the human, you know, uh, leaders try to go do that. Mm -hmm. My belief is I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, ultimately, by the way, <clears throat> Israel... Uh, which actually we'll start seeing today, is uh, the focus of the world through the Antichrist coming against it, trying mm -hmm. to eliminate it. So right now there's, uh, I would say there's uh, a reasonable positive viewpoint toward Israel. Okay. Uh, you've got the Sunnis that are already developing treaties with them, business with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and trade and all that uh, and support. And they actually like, again, Israel attacking the Shiites who mm -hmm. have the weapons because, well, you guys do it. And yeah, we can't do it, but you guys do it. And we'll support you doing it because uh, we right. don't want them coming against us. Um, and uh, the world, you know, there's a lot of, of uh, you know, things coming against anti-Semitism uh, mm -hmm. You know where they they speak against Israel and fight against Israel. There's a lot of a lot of countries say no, we don't want you doing that. Right now, it's a very favorable viewpoint toward Israel. Well, mm -hmm. because of what we know in Scripture, that's all going to flip, mm -hmm. uh, and Israel is going to be the place of everybody in the world, including particularly out of the leadership of the Antichrist, is going to try to attack and eliminate. Uh, mm. And they go from being favorable, <laughs> including the United States. Um, and one of the things that we'll talk about as we get on the path is, are we even a part of the play? Right. We might be, we might be economically or literally through uh, a bombing or disaster, we might be gone because we're not right. really and mentioned. And there, there are a lot of scholars that do believe America's really not a player in any right. of this. Right. Yeah. Doesn't look like we're a player. Uh, so again, there's lots of things that have to happen with that. Uh, but all of that interesting stuff right now is in play, and Bennett mm -hmm. is having to choose, okay, which direction does he go? Now we know one interesting thing. Uh, he, got a, he got, in Israel, 
remember it's not the vote and you win the majority of the vote and you're the party. So in America, for example, um, the president, let's say he wins, uh, you know, 47% of the vote, 46% mm -hmm. of the vote, and the next guy wins 43% of the vote because other voters went to other places. Right. They don't say, well, because of that, we're not going to put either one of you in until you decide what to do. Whoever got the most votes wins. Mm -hmm. That's not so in Israel. Right. Um, whoever gets the most votes, you got to have a majority of all the votes. And, and they never get there, by the way. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. So because of it, they then have to go out and negotiate with the different factions would you join to me? To get the support they need. Yeah, you support, and you put me in as, as prime minister and our party, mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll negotiate something with you so you could get what you want. Okay, so that happened with Bennett. So he didn't win. Netanyahu didn't win. Uh, and so as a result of it, they both went out. And by the way, they do it in sequence. kind of interesting. Netanyahu was the prime minister, so he got first crack. Hmm. Okay, so you... See what she can put it put a government together. Oh, that's interesting. And you got thirty mm -hmm. days. Thirty days came and went. He couldn't do it. Uh, mostly, I believe, because he, he wouldn't compromise uh, on it. Right. Uh, and he thought. I think he thought. No, neither will Bennett. Right. And then it'll go back to another election, and we'll and we'll do it all over again. By the way, if that was so, guess who remains in power? Netanyahu. Hmm. It's, it's a whole interesting system. Uh, that's the way he had stayed in power for because uh, we they'd gone through for four, so long they'd gone through four elections. Mm -hmm. Well, they nobody could ever do it. Put a put a majority together. So, as by default, whoever was the prime minister stays the prime minister. Netanyahu was mm -hmm. the prime minister. I think that's what he thought was going to happen. Right. Bennett goes and and he renegotiates and he negotiated and the reason that he succeeded was he negotiated with the Arab faction, the Muslim faction. Mm -hmm. They joined his coalition. Now, do we know what he negotiated? No. <laughs> okay. We don't know. That'll be interesting. <laughs> we do not know. We know he did because mm -hmm. they joined he gained it, their support, right. And he gained their support and said, yep, we'll support this. And whenever they do that, they said, in order to us to do that, you have to give us this. He promised him something that hasn't yet been fully realized or delivered. And he, that's why some of the noise is, well, he's supporting a two-state solution, which is what the Muslims want. Mm -hmm. uh, now, we don't know, is he going to go all the way through with that? Is that going to happen? But we need to watch it uh, because right. um, from what I can see in Scripture, there's not a two-state scenario. Right. So whatever they're working on could be, the stimulus to move everybody against Israel again, which, which is going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Hmm. So as we, uh, you know, process all this, um, we're in the middle of, man, lots of things to receive and observe. And it, uh, what I say, a lot of things are in play. You know, the, the Supreme Court ruling on, the, on this uh, mandate, the vaccine mandate, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, what's happening in Israel, the economy, Inflation, what what does the Fed do? I mean, there's just lots of things. Even to natural be disasters natural that are disasters, going on. Yeah. Uh, volcanoes uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting enough, <clears throat> uh, I just saw this yesterday, by the way. Um, 
and just little things kind of catch my eye and uh, okay, right. I'm look at it. Well, Intel just came out with a new chip. Uh, hmm. And the chip is a, what they call a neuropathy, neuropathy uh, chip. Everything prior to this is what you would call bits and bytes and finite. Okay. Well, they've come up with a way to emulate the way the whole uh, brain and nerve system operates in a body, and it learns. And, Interesting. And how it you know puts synapses together, and um, it's a whole new methodology. Mm -hmm. uh, and they said, you know, it's just being introduced. Uh, we don't yet have full application of this because people are just going to start picking it up and start playing with it. And, but we, we now developed it. Um, and now guess what? <laughs> this is really what I, what I picked up. They have two different uh, chips, and they named them. They named them from volcanoes in Hawaii. Really? Yes. And so they're the names of active volcanoes in Hawaii. Hmm. And when I saw that, it's like, oh. Oh, interesting. Uh, that uh, it's again because that says there's going to be these these natural uh, events happen, mm -hmm. and uh, and what I saw when I said, "Hey, God, what's that?" What I heard is things are about are ready are ready to erupt in the technology world, um, and it's part of the signs of what's going on, and they so just and they attached it. To something that you could recognize as a uh, name of a volcano, because mm -hmm. that's when I, when I saw it. I and that and it's kind of cool. Again, the abiding and the in the beautiful life of God. I saw that. I, I right. read the name, and I don't know these names at all. I don't know them at all. Um, but it peaked. But it but it's it like peaked something. In and it. I said, yes. I said, is that is that the name of are, the, are these names of volcanoes? Mm -hmm. And God said, yes, go look it up. And I looked it up. It's like, uh oh. They are. Uh, interesting. Okay, Father, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, things are about ready to erupt in the technolo mm -hmm. technology world. And this is, and by the way, it won't be announced, not going to be a big deal, but this is a big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, pay attention. So it's, re it's really interesting oh, stuff. Oh, fascinating, yeah. Uh, and by the way, the, the use of it, ultimately, and they, they said this in the article, uh, will go to AI, what's called artificial intelligence, AI. Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence by definition, they're trying to build things that learn mm -hmm. and make their own decisions. Right. Uh, machines. Uh, but they need, they need electronics, better electronics to do it. And this is what's going to do it. Uh, Very so, so interesting. We're, we're see, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to see an acceleration of that. So um, we've talked about, uh, last time we talked about the beast, the system of the beast, the uh, what Daniel had laid out as uh, the aspect of it's a system, there's a tribulation, uh, the Antichrist is a little horn. Um, he winds up taking to 10 uh, when Daniel taught, sees it down to 7. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he talks about that the Antichrist winds up in power and has all these things happen where he's deceitful. Uh, he's against Christians. He persecutes Christians. He martyrs Christians. Uh, He's causing all kinds of trouble to where he gets to the point where he says, I'm God. Mm -hmm. And then he says he's going to wind up being broken by Christ. Um, mm. And so he laid all that out. Well, um, 
as we look at the end, by the way, um, you look at Daniel, you look at uh, some cha chapters in Matthew with what Jesus spoke and Luke, uh, Mark. Um, you look at New Testament comments that Paul makes, and then you have Revelation. Well, this is why it's interesting. It's not laid out sequentially. Mm -hmm. It's not, well, boom, 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 boom. Just read it through and you'll see it all. It's, it's kind of like, well, I just showed you something. Now I need to show you more, but it's in a different location and it's not sequential and you got to go look for it and, and see, okay, what does this say next? So um, we've read this out of Daniel and that's all he received. Well, mm -hmm. then John got another piece of the puzzle along the same lines um, in Revelation is to say, well, you see what I'm showing you, now write down what I did. So let's go look uh, at the next section of this. And we're talking now about the beast and the mm -hmm. Antichrist. Read verses uh, Revelation 13, uh, 1 through 10. Revelation 13, uh, 1 to 10. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with 10 horns and seven heads, with 10 diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshiped the dragon for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty, haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemes against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it, and authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation and all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written and written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive to captivity, he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword, he must be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Yeah. So um, he's laid it out, um, and he's he's talking about the beast, and then he gives a great description of what's going to happen because John started to see, you know, not just uh, Daniel in a sense. He saw and was given kind of what I would call the visual of it. Okay. So okay, I can see this. He even said it. Daniel even said it. I don't really understand this. Right. Um, I see it, and I'm reporting what I see. So he was kind of what I would say looking at the surface. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a beast. There's 10, 10, 10 horns. Uh, he's going to get defeated. He, the, the Antichrist is going to raise. A little horn's going to raise up. Um, he's going to come against the saints. And he described that. Well, well uh, Peter, excuse me, uh, John is shown, interesting enough, the same thing. Mm -hmm. But through his dialogue and his insight, he sees spiritual stuff going on as well because he described it, for example, mm. uh, who 
gave authority to the beast. The dragon. Yeah. The dragon is Satan. Yeah, it says the dragon gave his power to the throne, the power and his throne and great authority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so who did that? Well, the dragon, well, that's more than just visual. Mm-hmm. It's discernment. It's do you see a spiritual thing going on? Do you understand who's mm-hmm. behind this? Um, it's a it's it's powers and principalities which are invisible per se, but they become visible as we start to see and understand it. Mm-hmm. What's really happening here in a, in a spiritual dimension? So so John is bringing in this spiritual dimension to it uh, mm-hmm. as it's now going going further. Uh, so he says that. When he picks it up, um, he said there's uh, uh, 10 horns and seven crowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, remember, Daniel said that the 10 has gone to seven. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's seeing that, uh, and this is, this is what, why it, uh, it's, I think it's corporate structure. It's the structure is still there. He says, I see 10. Right. The structure is still there. The beast is the structure, the system. And there's 10 units. There's 10 corporations. There's 10 something that still are are there and they're operating. They They haven't been eliminated, but what has been eliminated are the crowns or the heads of those horns. And he hmm. said, there's seven left. So by this time, when he's picking it up in, in Revelation 13, um, the, the little horn, the crown on the little horn, has already eliminated the three. Hmm. So he says, that's, that's where they are. Uh, and he says, what do they do? Uh, they blaspheme mm-hmm. uh, uh, against, against God. All right, now... Think of that of that understanding. When somebody says you're blaspheming, what are, what are they saying? Uh, they're coming against God, saying false things about Him, um, all kinds of different, but dishonoring who He is. And the false things that that are are being spoken are represented as what? Truth. Mm, oh yeah. That's why it's blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not just I don't agree with that. No, I think that's not right. Right. That's not interesting enough. That's not blasphemy. Blasphemy is what I'm saying is correct. Mm. What I'm saying is true. It just happens to be opposite right. of what this... What, so representing a lie as the truth. They're representing a lie as the truth. Okay. So that um, it doesn't... It's not saying that well, yeah, we don't agree with these Christians uh, or Jews. Uh, we just don't agree with it, and we're speaking against it. It's that, no, what we're saying is the, the truth mm-hmm. of the way that God works, and mm. they represent it as such. And in a sense, they let people define themselves. Well, then if, if what you're saying is true, then that can't be true. Exactly. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and what, what John saw was what they're saying, what they're representing is blasphemy. It's completely against the truth 
of God. Um, wow. And now the world. Well, and this way, coincides with the where in Matthew it talks about good becoming looking like evil and evil looking like good. Yeah. That deception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that deception. And the world, now they wouldn't call it blasphemy. Mm hmm. Because they're accepting it as truth. If you agree with that truth, you think it's true, and you think the other side is speaking mm -hmm. blasphemy. But the truth is, he's speaking blasphemy against it. Um, and he says, uh, it looks like a leopard. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, what does, what does a leopard do? Super fast. Right. Uh, it's swift. It's, things are happening fast. Uh, okay. It looks like a lion. Okay, we know something about the lion. Uh, in the jungle, what's he, what's he called? The king. The king of the beast. Why? <laughs> nobody, nobody can defeat him. Mm. He's got all the power. Everything that he has is, is winning. Uh, and so he's, he, he is the king, the lion. So he's the ultimate mm -hmm. uh, devourer because he's got the power to do so. He's at the top of the heap. So it's swift. Things are happening fast. Uh, he's got the power. Uh, and then okay. it says, what about the bear? It says something, is there a symbolism in that? And its feet were like a bear's. Yeah. Uh, feet like a bear. Um, um, when a bear attacks, um, see it's, it's, uh, heavy, mm -hmm. uh, it's immovable. Uh, it's, yeah, you can come and fight against me, but you're not going to win because I'm too, I'm too massive. Mm, uh, so when he talks okay. about the feet, he's saying, you know, do you recognize that um, this mass is something that you just can't overcome because mm. uh, it's just too sure-footed, <laughs> sure-footed, and too massive, mm -hmm. and you don't have the ability, you know, to knock it over. You don't have the ability to uh, do it. I mean, you know, the only way, interesting enough, the only way bears get beat up in uh, uh, a personal battle is you got to shoot them. <laughs> mm. uh, and so that's what he's trying to say here is that they've got that, that power behind it. Um, and then he talks about the dragon uh, is that he gives uh, the authority, mm -hmm. remember, to the beast. Right. Okay, well, that just told us something new. Uh, the beast is a, is a human system, mm -hmm. a new world government, a new, uh, new economic system. That will be run by the enemy. That really... The power behind it is really who? See, is really Satan. Satan. Yeah. Satan is using it so that the people, uh, even in the system, mm -hmm. the ten heads to the seven heads, if, if, we, uh, if we're there and we say to them, do you know that, that Satan is pushing the buttons? Their answer is going to be what? Probably no. No. No, no, of course not. Uh, you, you're, you're wacky. Yeah, no way. Yep. No, we, we got this under control. Uh, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're, and we're doing it for the benefit of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, now, again, how does Satan do it? Deception. Mm -hmm. What is deception? What I think is good is actually anti-God and right. evil and wicked. And Satan has flipped me. Mm -hmm. without me even knowing it, that I believe, because they don't say I'm doing it, I am being deceptive right. to do it. No, I believe this to be true. Yeah. 
And in fact, almost out of the, you know, quote unquote, goodness of their heart, they're standing on something they truly believe to be good because they're deceived right? and not looking at the truth of God's word to recognize that what they're seeing as good is actually evil. Right. And because, and this is a little bit why we know it's Satan. Um, if you believe something is good and you're so bent on that mm -hmm. and you're so zealous for that, what do you do? You fight for it tooth and nail a lot and, of times. And, and, you, and you want everybody mm -hmm. to, uh, to agree. agree and live out what I believe is good, mm -hmm. even if it means me setting up law or rule mm -hmm. to do that. I'm doing it for the benefit of us because it's a good thing to do. Right. Um, and, but under, unfortunately, it's called you know, deception. Like, for example, uh, we've talked about this. Uh, the vaccine is one of those issues mm -hmm. is there's people interesting enough, uh, <laughs> the entire world, the entire world has been split into mm -hmm. vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. Mm -hmm. There's no middle ground. Yeah. All right. All right. Now either, both of them are strong in what they believe. Mm -hmm. Both of them believe what they what they believe is correct and right, and, and they, believe and, everyone should think what they think. So what what do they do? They're working mm -hmm. to force everybody to do what they what they want to do because they think it's good, and they can use manipulate information, manipulate data on both sides of it. On both sides, yeah. Uh, and um, I've decided. And I'm going to go uh, execute that as best mm -hmm. I can, including if I can pass law to mm -hmm. make you do it. That's the whole issue right now of the mandate. Right. See, it's not whether, uh, as I look at it, see, I, I, we've already explained it, is because it's not a universal thing, it, then it's up to individuals before God to decide. Mm -hmm. Normally, in the world, that freedom would be there. Mm-hmm. But, and, and so for me personally, I would, I would never tell somebody, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You better do X. I, my question is really simple. Did, did you, did you understand? What did God, God say? Yeah. You need to do that hundred percent. Um, I'm not going to judge you and I don't want to force you. Um, and by the way, I would, I would like and prefer that you don't force me. Let's, let's each mm -hmm. have our choice. Cause I believe that, that we could, we could live together and do that. Well, the the uh, the world has gotten to a point of no we're going to force it, mm -hmm. um, and again and and both sides of it see I think they're deceived. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they are absolutely hundred percent sure that they're right, and I got to get everybody else to do it. Right. And the deception is that I have to get everybody else to do it. Hmm. Well, no, you don't. And in that, the the division that is caused among Christians, even you'll just take the rest of the world out and just look at Christians and the division and the disunity that has been created there is immense. I mean, yes. it, it really um, and, and our focus on kingdom culture is gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so um, uh, as we look at, uh, you know, then the enemy. So what's what's behind it all is the enemy working through deception uh, to wind up blasphemy. Um, and it says that the dragon, Satan, 
has given his authority to the beast. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now, um, he actually gives a timeline to that. Three and a half years. Okay. Uh, we, know that, we, know that, we know the tribulation is seven years. Mm-hmm. So that um, as the tribulation begins... Uh, when the one world government's set up, and then you, you got to you know, have a mark of the beast, uh, that uh, the real power and authority is coming from Satan mm-hmm. up until the midpoint. And we're going to see how significant this becomes as we process this further. But the authority in this description mm-hmm. is given to who? To the beast. The beast. For 42 months. Yeah. The, the system. Mm-hmm. The beast for 42 months. Okay. Uh, the first three and a half years, the beast, the system. Mm-hmm. It says people worship the beast. The beast isn't a person. Hmm. So what does that mean that they're worshiping the beast? And go just mm. go down to the simple so I would definition think in of terms worship. of um, I would think of it as idolatry. Yes, you know that they are putting their trust, putting their hope, putting their power, their reliance, their dependence on a system rather than the one true God. Ah, so um, see, uh, worship is what you give worth to mm-hmm. and put as a priority of how you would make decisions following that. Right. Uh, So that uh, it doesn't have to be a person. Uh, It can be a system. It can be law. Mm -hmm. It can be, uh, uh, you know, something simple like, for example, uh, churches Mm -hmm. teach there's a pre-trib rapture. Right. To the point where they say, you don't even need to worry about the tribulation. Mm -hmm. You're going to be raptured. We'll be gone. <laughs> We've decided that you're going to be pre-trib rapture. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Okay? I get into discussion with people. Are you pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib? I said, well, I'm, I'm not any of them. Because the truth is it's not clear in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's cases for all of them. Uh, that means God didn't tell us. And because God didn't tell us, I'm going to follow God. He'll let us know and he'll help us understand it. Right. Um, I'm not, not any of those. No, I'm pre-trip. Okay, what do you mean by that? We're going to be raptured pre-trip. Okay, are you certain of that? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because my church says so. Mm. Okay, well, what does the Bible have to say? Well, yeah, it doesn't matter because we're pre-trip. Okay, now think about what they've just done. They've worshipped pre-trip. Mm-hmm. I put that above anything else, and my system pre-trib and counting on that pre-trib isn't isn't a person. Mm-hmm. Pre-trib isn't a religion. Pre-trib isn't a, a process. It's a system. Mm-hmm. I've just worshipped that because I've decided that's absolute, and I'm going to do everything geared toward that uh, truth that I believe is true, mm-hmm. and I'm worshiping it, as opposed to well. If you let's look at scripture together, it's not that clear. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand your preference. And I, believe me, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not certain of that. So I'm not going to worship it. 
So when we say worship the beast, it's through the system that mm-hmm. they put as a priority, which, by the way, answers the question that we got even a couple of weeks ago of, well, if I take the mark of the beast, it just says worship the Antichrist. Yeah, it talks about that. But here mm-hmm. it's talking about worshiping the beast. How? Right. I, I bought into the system. Putting your trust into that and system. And I'm putting my trust uh, in that system. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm processing that under the authority uh, of Satan who is using it to blaspheme, speak great things, crush things, define mm-hmm. things, and it happens for three and a half years. Mm. Okay, now, uh, first of all, we know Satan's buying the whole thing. And we got to understand that. That's why he says you got to really be clear on who you're following and don't get drifting off deceived mm-hmm. and think, oh, that's a good idea because uh, that's actually Satan uh, through deception. Uh, at the end of three and a half years, who does he give his authority to? To the Antichrist. Ah, because why? At that moment, the Antichrist steps up. And mm-hmm. by the way, he's eliminated the other nine. Right. Somehow, in a way that everybody saw it as, well, that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. It, so it wasn't by some corrupt thing that appeared like, oh, that's not good. Look at what that guy just did. He came mm-hmm. against that and should have done that. Whatever he does, which is still a question, I think I talked about this last time. Boy, I, I, I wonder how that works. You know, that's, that's going to mm-hmm. be super clever. Uh, but he does, and then he steps up and says, I'm God. Mm-hmm. When he says, I'm God, and we'll, we'll talk about this next time as we get into the false prophet, um, he says that uh, Satan gives all the authority then to the Antichrist and does require everybody to worship him. Mm-hmm. Now, not the system, but him, but him yes. as God. He's God, and now the authority is through him. And this is part of the abomination of desolation. Abomination correct? of desolation. Okay. When he stands in the middle and says, I'm God, everybody worship mm-hmm. me. Uh, the world does. And of course, that brings about God's wrath for three and a half years. Uh, and through that three and a half years, the Antichrist is the one calling the shots, no, mm-hmm. long, no longer the beast. Everything okay. shifted from the beast to the Antichrist. And the authority comes from him, and he's calling the shots. Mm-hmm. As, interesting enough, as God. Mm. And they think it's physically God yeah. on earth, and he's the guy, and we worship that, and we trust it. Yeah, we got a little problem here because mm-hmm. things, are, things are awful. Hey, right. don't, don't worry about it. It's that Israel's God. We got to get rid of it. We get rid of them. Uh, that'll be it, and we'll get mm. back to the good stuff that I'm going to bring. You know, So it's really, it's really interesting stuff. So... Uh, you know, uh, as we uh, continue that, do you have any, do you have any thoughts or questions about any of that in terms of? It's, no, it's fascinating though. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, something that just continues to stand out to me in that um, is basically the power of idolatry. <laughs> mm. um, even just, you know, I know this is not so much into the prophecy side of it, but as you sit and you talked about, you know, them worshiping the beast. Um, and I can see our hearts already ready to do that. Yeah. Um, 
so often because, you know, I, I see what I see around me right now is, is people who worship freedom, people who worship luxury, mm. people who worship convenience, yeah. people who worship comfort, yeah. people who worship health. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of things. And if the system were to come in to provide these things that we have already given prominence in our heart over God in a lot of times and a lot of places, um, how easy it's going to be for our hearts to flip and worship the beast. Yeah. If we don't do some real introspection and repentance and God show me what I've made idols and show me where I'm not fully aligned with you. So I see a lot of personal in this, that as a church and as a, you know, he calls us to ready the bride for the bridegroom. We've got some work to do. Right. Right. And that worship, worship of anything other than God because of the nature of God, Mm-hmm. Uh, is leads to what I call judgment. Mm-hmm. That is that because I'm worshiping this thing, yeah. like the vaccine or like like luxury or I can't go to a football game now because any number of things. Um, I'm mad about that, and I got to change the law, and I got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you're following God, and we've we've talked about this in our uh, whole series on discerning God's will, it's not that complicated. It's right. that, well, hey, son, it's not your burden. Mm-hmm. You don't need to prove anything. You don't need to uh, convince anything of anybody. Just walk with me. Seek me. I have mm-hmm. answers for you. You don't need to go to judgment. It's not your right to persuade anybody else. Uh, I'll go and guide you into what I want you to do, which could, which could be, by the way. And, uh, and like, for example, there's organizations in the United States that are called to do some things against abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, they're called to do it. Now, by the way, the, the way they're called to do it, if they're of God, is with honor, with respect, right. with don't, don't worry about the outcome. Yeah. Don't it fight against it. It will reflect God's heart. <laughs> It'll reflect my nature. And yes, there will be some wonderful things going, and I've got some great stories. So people actually have been involved mm-hmm. with teaching abiding of things of, of major uh, gains in, right. in pro-life. Uh, so it's right. not that God can't say, I, I do want you to speak to this. I do want you to be involved right. here. Uh, it's not a passivity. It's not a uh, fatalism, mm-hmm. but it's always from God. Even in that, yes. God's saying to those people, don't go to judgment. Right. Don't get bitter in your heart. Don't get hard in your heart. Don't, don't feel you have to persuade anybody. Just follow what I'm asking you to do. And so, if, but if we worship something else, like for example, mm-hmm. and I, I actually dealt with this with this group, they were worshiping pro-life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they weren't looking at what God was saying. They were saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I have to, I have to, I have to. And they actually would come and fight and, and yell and scream and do things against people that were pro-choice. Uh, uh, you know, choice. And God said, well, that's not me. Right. You're worshiping that. You're worshiping that mm-hmm. over me. Come and worship me. Because that, by the way, and, we, and we've talked about this. What does that do? Righteousness, peace, and mm-hmm. joy, and freedom in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom right. of God. doesn't matter yes. what you're involved in. That's the illustration of it. If you worship me, you'll experience that. If you worship mm-hmm. anything else, and you list it a bunch, you're right. going to wind up in judgment. You're going to wind up in hardness. You're going to wind up in anger. You're going to wind mm-hmm. up in places that aren't of me. 
Why? Because you worship something else. And that's why right. he says. And it's really when we get to that point where we're chasing the the gift rather than the giver. Right. You know, or or the agenda instead of the God who calls it and puts it into place. You know, it's just getting things backwards. And it's so easy because it really is a fine line. And the enemy is so good at blurring that line. And we cross it before we realize it sometimes. Right. Now you can see where this is headed. Mm-hmm. It says right up front, Satan is behind it all. Yes. All right. Think how simple this is. What does Satan ultimately want? The world to, he wants wor to, to turn worship people him. away. Yeah. He wants the world to worship him. Yes. He starts with the beast. Mm hmm. It goes to the Antichrist mm -hmm. with his goal of having it become him. Right. And he's all behind it, moving through the deception of the beast first, solving a problem. The Antichrist, who becomes the head and everybody loves him, and says, I'm God, and they support that. Hmm. And now it's like, okay, now ultimately you're going to see who really is God. In his mind, that's me. So you can mm -hmm. see, see where it's headed. So it's really interesting stuff. So we're, again, we're at the end of our time here, but... Um, uh, we'll pick it up next time. We're going to go deeper into Revelation here about uh, what happens here with uh, the 10 to 7 to 5 to 3 to 2 to 1, what happens with the Antichrist, how, mm -hmm. what, what about the false prophet? This is fascinating. Because yeah. uh, that's a big player in it. And interesting enough, it's kind of the trinity of the enemy. You know, mm. he's, he's, the, he's the father. So the beast, the, the Antichrist, Antichrist, and the false prophet. Antichrist would be the son, and the false prophet okay. would be the equivalent to the spirit. And they're a triumvirate uh, together, trinity. Uh, mm. of working this together. So we're going to learn ultimate about, deception. We're right going to learn yeah. about the, uh, the false prophet next time as well. So encourage everybody to keep uh, uh, alert, uh, be open mm -hmm. to the signs that God's given us. Uh, we'll continue to get into the word of what it says and what it doesn't say. And uh, we're having a good time just expressing it. And I hope Absolutely. you're, I hope you're really receiving it and learning stuff. And again, you got questions, send them in and we'd love to see it. So we will see you have a great time. We'll see you uh, next, next week. Sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.